Welcome to the Serie V podcast, where we're going to talk a little bit about the Calcio. This has been uh, the second week of Serie A, Serie B. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm here on the uh, Valiant 33 Network with Mike and Scott. How are we doing, gentlemen? Ciao. Oh, you, you know, not bad. Keeping it together. Keeping it together. Okay, okay. Glad, glad I to be too. here this time. We're, we're glad you can make it. How is baby Ariel doing? Uh, she is a pain in the ass, as advertised. Yeah. What, what's the latest uh, milestone? You know, has her, like her eyes focused, they can hold their head or something like that. What's what, what, what boxes are we checking over there? She took probably the biggest shit I've ever seen in my life from a human oh. being. And if you had like one of those plastic thank you bags, it was like halfway full. Jeez, that's special. That's special. Cherish this, Mike. Cherish it. Yeah, put that in the baby book. Oh my goodness, this is really beautiful. Really beautiful stuff. stuff. They don't tell you. <laughs> so I watched a little culture this weekend, boys. Uh, how about you? I hope the answer is yes. I did. I was, you know, I was at the beach up on Cape Cod again, visiting the fam. Ooh. Yeah, but I. That's lovely. How, how was that? Oh, it's amazing. I wasn't planning on going, and then I just drove seven hours for the hell of it. But I still got a chance to, uh, while the kiddos nap, to watch a few games and focus right on, on those. So we'll talk about those. Well, yeah, Serie A was interesting. We had some interesting ones, a few standouts uh, that, that that we'll get to, and a few kind of kind of clunkers of, of matches, and some pretty interesting action in Serie A B, and. I think we're going to start there, if that's all right with you guys. Absolutely. And I know Mike has uh, been watching Serie B with an extra close eye. So, Mike, I'm going to kick it over to you and have you start us off with a little Serie B roundup. Yeah. Take this, it away. Uh, th- this weekend, I definitely focused more on uh, Serie B. So, I put together a little something for you guys. So, uh, here we go. Well, I already fucked it up. Siri B stands for Siri Beautiful. Just like with my girlfriend, we go right down south for Bari Palermo, the Battle of the Birds. A 1-1 draw doesn't do this match justice. Early chances left the island boys wanting, but finally cashed in in the end of the first half. But Bari said, hold my limoncello, ragazzi, and slid in an equalizer to see both squads leave with a hard-fought point. Saturday was the day of snooze fests. Both Genoa Benevento, two clubs freshly covered with drywall from the Serie A drop, and Perugia Parma ended in a 0-0 draw. Ascoli Spall salvaged the day with a 1-1 scoreline with both goals in the first half. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The Freak Brothers from Tyranny off to a solid start with a 1-0 win over Inzaghi's Regina, thanks to the bandaged bandit off an almost impossible volley. The Lions from Frosinone roar to a resounding victory over the other, less cool, Lions from Brescia by three goals to none. Frosinone looks a complete squad in my early pick for automatic promotion. Cosenza-Modena was a hot game. Between the fans in the stands hanging their banners upside down and a Modena coming off a Coppa Italia upset, this game was chippy. The Baby Wolves see a second half surge to take all three points. 
In a similar fashion, Colliery put in two goals in the first half, or in, in the second half, to steal three points from Cittadella in their hopes to make Serie B just a quick espresso. The Boat Boys from Venezia finish off their northern kin Sudi Troll with a dramatic stoppage time goal. Pisa Como was probably the most complete game, seeing each team score a goal per half. With Pisa sneaking out the point right at the deck, let's see if they can lean on what seems to be a daring attack. Serie B. Beaches. Little work in progress. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like I, 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 think was... I, I watched, I watched like three matches this weekend. He just summed up Serie B in like two minutes. Ooh, that was special. Was a point, it was, yeah, it was a point of focus for me. That was special. That was a beautiful roundup. Yeah, I think the one, the one thing that I found interesting was that some of the, uh, some of the favorites are are coming out struggling a little bit. I like Brescia coming into the year as a possible automatic promotion, and they got, uh, they got beat down pretty good. Yeah, they came up against the Frosinone side that I didn't expect too much from, and maybe that was my fault, considering that the past couple years in B, um, they've they've been up in the playoff picture, the playoff promotion picture. Um, and not too long ago, I think they won automatic promotion to A, so they could be the newest uh, yo-yo club coming out of B. That's Frosinone? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think they just missed out on the the on the playoffs last year. So yeah, they'll they'll, they'll be um, they're, they're definitely fighting for it and, and off to a pretty good start. I also was a little disappointed in Regina. I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of backing them this year after the the, the people in Zagi shenanigans from 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 week one. I think they earned my they earned my fandom. Yeah, I, I've been keeping a special eye on uh, Ternana, being from uh, Central Italy. Um, I, I keep an eye on all my Central and Southern brothers. And hands down in B, Ternana's got probably the best kits I've ever seen. And if you haven't seen it, it's the the classic green and uh, red stripes with the gold gold numbers, gold trim mm-hmm. with the black olive shorts. Uh, it it takes a second. It's an acquired taste, but they're first place for me right now with best kits in Serie B and yeah, possibly yeah, the- Serie A. So did you say did you say green, orange, and gold? That reminds me of somebody I know. A little green, waterlogged city. Green, red, and uh, gold. A little, little Christmassy. Oh, a little, little Babbo di Natale. Yeah, I think if it was orange, it'd be nice, like Venezia. Venezia actually has really good kits this year. They're a little bit more subtle than what they did last season. But I, I know but you I... saw the long sleeve with the, the thin uh, orange and green stripes on the arm. I'm a sucker for long sleeve uh, kits. And I think Venezia pulls it off perfectly. I like them. A lot of people don't like them. But I like the simplicity. Yeah, disappointed with the logo change, but they they still look good yes. overall. Yeah, it's a little uh, Hellas Verona with the with their new badge. Well, enough about fashion. Let's what more about play? How about uh, Palermo? Yeah, Palermo. So Palermo was uh, is, was the one match that I that I re- really caught the the majority of. One one. Uh, it was a it was a good match. I think Bari and Palermo are are. Pretty pretty evenly matched. I think I think well Bari is stronger. Bari was stronger last year. I think this year, with all the incomings, I think early on when we talked about Palermo, I said, you know, you you expected them to to be buying, buying, buying. They didn't do it right away. But over the last week, uh, week and a half, they've had a lot of uh, uh, experienced Serie B 
uh, players incoming. So I do expect them to to improve. I think in this match it was it was Bari with with, with the edge, uh, and then there was a late uh, a late red card from from Palermo. But uh, as far as you know, real real good chances, it was it was pretty even. But Bari probably a little bit better at uh, at playing ball than uh, than Palermo right now at this stage. But a good Bari- match. Yeah, Bari seems very strong defensively. I know uh, De Cesare is a, is a, that big center back who also is a threat on offense. And their goal to equal it up was pretty scrappy in front of net. Um, I think Bari is going to be a team almost in the mold of Udinese where they're very tall and physical and they just overpower uh, opponents. And Palermo is that team that's, that's quick, that's skillful, and – I'll tell you, I was watching the highlights of this game after, and I was just saying, like, wow, everybody's playing so quick. Serie B must be a really fast league. And then I realized I had my YouTube video set to, like, 1.25 speed still <laughs> to a goodbye horses at a faster thing. You don't need to know why. I just was. We've, we've I turned all done it back. I turned yeah, it back to the normal speed, but the, the, the sentiment still stands. Palermo's a very quick team. Quick indeed, yeah. I think and the other two teams that I had as uh, as favorites, uh, Genoa and Parma, both coming away with nil nil draws. So yeah, it, it's uh, it, it, things are looking looking to be pretty pretty even, pretty pretty tight so far in B. Yeah, I have uh, Genoa as a lock in for uh, to go back up. I don't see yeah. them struggling yeah, too. too much in B. I think they've done they've made the right moves to make it in B. And Parma is just that legacy team where they were at the highest heights and now they're in B. Um, I ju- I think, you know, once they get going a little bit, they will make it back up to A. Right now, they've been struggling a little bit. They tied Perugia. Um, the game that they played before, they uh, as soon as my internet loads. Well, while you're, while you're looking that up, I just want to say, like, it's it's – got to be so gut-wrenching for these teams they you got to be like top two or enter the playoff it's kind of like um the championship in england it's just you got to be so hard you work so hard to win the scudetto or whatever they call it in serie b and to move up and then you're a bottom feeder down there it's it's such a tough league yeah sticking a sticking around when once you get promoted is is is, is challenging there's no no doubt about it yeah, so they they tied Parma the week before, or they tied Bari the week before. That's right. Uh, and leading up to that, they had a good showing. They tied Sampdoria in a club friendly. They tied Let or they won over Lecce in a club friendly, a Serie A team. And then they beat Salernitana two zip in the Coppa Italia. So going in, I was saying, okay, Parma is going to be that team. They're going to be the one that you're really going to have to look at. But once league play started, they've kind of had you know one point in two games. Uh, I think the quality's there, and they can get away with it uh, by having a slow start. Um, but I don't see automatic promotion for them. I think they'll they'll be in the playoff. Yeah, I think I think I think they'll certainly be in the mix. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Interesting to see. Any other Serie B notes? Uh, Venezia yeah. won off. Venezia won off a uh, own goal in the injury time. Yeah, that's what that's I was right. Bring up the late winner, two one. Yeah, against. Control. Suti Roll, uh, the automatic promotion team from uh, Girone A from uh, Serie A last year. That's right. 
And then Pisa also had a late winner. Not quite as late. It was an 89th uh, minute goal just to get the point. But Pisa, I was exp- I was hoping for more from them. Uh, they were a playoff team last season, I believe. If not, it was the season before. They seem yeah, like last last year. I think you were you were rooting for them in the playoffs, if I if I recall. Yeah, a little bit. I have a little soft spot for Pisa. Um, so I was hoping for more, but Como's not a slouch team. They're going to be tough. They're also a team that I would say you could bank on them. You know, being top six. Yeah, Como's obviously one that a lot of people have their eyes on. It's uh, kind of Sesc Fabregas watch down there, but uh, I, I have a soft spot for them, if only because I've I've, I've been to Como and I I really I really love the area. So I got a oh, with all tiny little rooting effects. interest. Yeah, say you, George and you hang out up there. George? Yeah. Clooney. Oh, th- that's right, no. man. That that's Clooney's town. That's Clooney's town. Dude, oh, I've no. been there too. It's uh, my wife and I went back in our Italy trip. It was a great town. Yeah, gorgeous. Is he an owner? Gorgeous in the Lago di Como. Is he an owner of Como? No. Oh, but I, hey, I, why not? I, we can make up rumors right here. People will believe. Yeah, he's just, he, he's like one of the townspeople. He he's like one of the townspeople. They uh, he, he's an ultra. He, people people say hi to him. They say, "Hey, George, how's it going?" He goes about his day. Hey, he's just living the life out there. He's one of the Italiani. Yeah, other than that, I think uh rest of the games are either, you know, kind of boring or just chalk. All right. Well, let's uh let let let's scoot on up to Serie A and uh take a look at some of the some of the happenings out there. We had a few games that were uh some nil-nil, some disappointing performances. I'll start with uh with with a strong performance. Uh and that was I I think an obvious one. That's Napoli. Napoli winning 4-0 over Monza. Cavaracelia, that's my guy. That's that's everyone's guy. He's kind of the man of the hour in Serie A right now. Uh, George International, who they bought, he scored two goals, and he looks dynamite through two games. For Napoli, he's making the Napolitani forget about Insigne. Uh, Victor Osman looks awesome. Uh, he's he Osman is one of my favorites. I, I think he's right up there with, with Vlaovic as the very best in Serie A. I think he does it all. I think he's physical. I think he's really smart. I think he's underrated for his ball playing. Um, and, and that team looks super talented. Uh, definitely need to come back on the excitement a little bit. They haven't faced like the, the, the very top competition so far, but boy, do they look good. Yeah. Word on the street is that everybody was wrong about Napoli. Everybody had written them off pretty much, but then, you know, they, they have a knack for finding these guys who nobody's heard of before that can get the job done. Like you got, they're, they're calling him Cavaradona. Uh, I mean, Cavaradona, that's right. He's just lighting it up next to Ossiman, who's proven to be a very good player. And then I like Labaka in the center field a lot too. I he's think. been tremendous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then they replaced Koulibaly with Kim, who actually got a goal in this last in this last mm-hmm. game against Monza. So they they kind of seem like they haven't missed a beat. Yeah, that was that spot was always going to be the hardest to fill um, in Koulibaly's, and and so far so good. Uh, you know, the real the real tests are are yet to come, but they they do have strength in reserves now with Ndombele, Raspadori. Uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see. I watched the highlights of this batch, and the main takeaway I saw again was Monza kind of started 
chaotic again. Like I still think they're nervous and coming together. So while Napoli's yeah. had, you know, some good results here, a lot of goals, I'm interested to see them go to Florence this weekend and uh, see how they handle that. Yeah, good, good point. This was, to put it simply, good team versus bad team. So uh, Monza doesn't doesn't have it together just yet. I, I I don't write them off after after two games. They have not looked good, but you know they they brought in this this, this totally new lineup. But they do have Serie A experience. I think if they can just just get organized, um, they, they they might just find their way as everyone's kind of favorite promoted team this year. But remains to be seen. They're 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 no lock. In uh in in other results, let's uh you, you want to talk? Who watched uh watched Inter Spezia? Uh, we we saw Inter look a little bit more like themselves this time after squeaking past uh, Lecce. Uh, they we got a goal from Lautaro. We saw Lukaku and Lautaro combine. Chalhanoglu and Correa uh, scored scored the other goals. Pretty dominant performance from Inter. Controlled Spezia really sat back in this one and and let Inter control. But uh, I think Inter's finding their groove. Yeah, they, they look to be... I'm kind of nervous that I didn't pick them to win because I think <laughs> the Scudetto. They look to be the real deal. And I know Spezia is not the cream of the crop right now, but Inter just seemed to have it all working on all cylinders right now. Yeah, if, if you want to win a Scudetto, though, you teams like Spezia, you have to beat 3 nothing. This is, I guess... I don't want to say a bread and butter game, but kind of it for, for Inter, this game was more, okay. We're, we're playing Spezia, but really we're playing Milan, Juve, Napoli, Roma. We're playing those teams through this team. So three, nothing. I would say they won the top of the table. Mike, that's a great point. Cause as a Liverpool fan, I mean, you know, I know you're a Crystal Palace fan from the English side, but coming from we drew with you guys a week ago, drawing with you felt like the championship is out of reach now. That's a game you got to win. Um, you got to go in there. If you let them hang around, they're going to produce. And I feel like you're right in saying that that these are the games you have to win. Those lower, And I'm not calling Crystal Palace a bottom-of-the-table team, but if you're going to win a championship, those are the games you have to win, especially at home. Yeah. And, and on the other side for Spezia's part, I, I was disappointed. I thought they put up a good, uh, you know, a, a good fight against Empoli last, last week and, and getting the win in that, in that match. And this one, they, they didn't really come to play. Uh, I know it's hard going to San Siro as a, as a team like Spezia, but they didn't, they didn't look like they were really, really ever trying to be in it. Um, but but Inter Inter are strong as long as they they keep Screenyard and they keep uh, Bastoni Devray. I think if they keep that back three, even though there've been rumors about a lot of those guys, I I, I think you got to keep them in in as favorites. Uh, they have some interesting potential issues, you know, on with, with their wing backs. They started Demarco and Dumfries, and Demarco is maybe a little bit more reliable. Than than Gosens and Gosens is is more of a, the attacking option. I really like Robin Gosens and I hope he kind of comes back into the form he was in, you know, uh, two years ago for for Atalanta. That could be interesting. But but if he's not back to himself, 
and Dumfries on the other side, who is a, a little bit more of like a, a risk taker, wing back, really skilled, likes to get forward. But when there's a lot of pressure, he doesn't always pick his spots so well. So that could be the weaknesses for them. So I, I'm I'm very excited to see them going up against a, a stronger team to see how see how that lineup copes. Those back three that you mentioned, Bastoni, DeVry, Screenrar, that's going to be what separates the league winner from everybody else is defense. And so far, if they continue from last year, they do have a good defense. They have enough in the defense. They have enough quality in the midfield to let uh, Martinez and Lukaku do what they do and win those games. So as long as those three can stay solid, I see no reason why Inter shouldn't be considered, you know, one of three teams who can, who should have their hands on the trophy at the end of the year. And as far as Spezia goes, whether they stay up or go down really solely depends on Dragowski and how he plays between the pipes. He is on a team that's not going to challenge for Europe. It's nowhere close to even challenging for more than that. But he's a good goal goalkeeper. I rate him very highly. And he stood on his head just to keep it 3 nothing. So if he's on his game, Spezia has a chance to stay up. Yeah, he's he's an experienced goalkeeper uh, coming over from Fiorentina. So yeah, he'll he'll he will be very important uh, in their bid for survival. But uh, sticking with uh, the the contender theme, what uh, what do we think about Milan Atalanta ending in a one to one draw? Scott, did you watch that one? I, I you know I did. Um, well, most of it, and they caught the highlights and the recap, but. I think Mike was Mike was saying this is one of those ones that's worth rewatching if you didn't catch it. Uh, just a lot of chances, a lot of excitement. Um, you know, just <laughs> Malinowski in the 29th minute had a beautiful goal. It was kind of like a cross back to the 18, um, played it off to him, and he. A lot of people won't give him credit because it was a deflection, but he put it on target, which is all you can do there. Um. Atalanta, I feel like, had a chance to put Milan away um, mid-second half. Milan certainly had a lot of chances, but around, like, 60th minute, they, for instance, had a three-on-one, and they couldn't put it away. They lost it. Um, and Bernice came up with an amazing goal in the 68th minute for Milan, um, the Algerian. He, he might be their best player right now. He's just playing insane out of his mind, creating chances, but... It was kind of funny that the commentators were talking, uh, at least the English commentators were talking about how he was probably their best player of the day, and he was just kind of holding the ball on the corner of the 18, and he cut back in and took a shot, and it just bended around the keeper right inside the post. It's a beautiful goal. Yeah, Benacer, um, I think, is he, he's interesting because I think he's really important to their to, to their bid this year. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know... I'm really glad at side they put up a fight, you know, in one, one, but on both sides, they had plenty of chances both. And I think it just goes to show that Atalanta can punch above their weight and can compete for Europe this year. So any other thoughts, Mike, did you watch that one? I I know you said you really enjoyed that game. Yeah, I did. Um, I want to say that Syria is starting to become the league of conversions where we're seeing Rebic as a striker. Um, and before that, we saw Mertens move up into a front row from midfield. It it seems like, for whatever reason, 
the the managers in Syria are not afraid to say, you know what, let's move you somewhere else and see what happens. And that that's really what makes this league enjoyable to me from you know a talent standpoint. I think Rebic is probably going to thrive a lot as a striker. And that may be a symptom of the team as a whole and the system that Pioli has over there. But I like what I saw from him. Uh, Milan plays a very entertaining style of ball against Atalanta, who has been, you know, pegged as this really flair entertaining team. They might be down a little bit now, but they still have the players to do that. I like Zapata a lot. Um, And then in the 73rd minute, you saw Gasparini basically changed out the front three with Lookman, Muriel, and Scalvini coming on. Uh, so they were going for the win. Everybody likes to say, oh, Atalanta's, they're, they're on a down year. You know, maybe, you know, th- their little run of upsetting the dinner party is over. But they're still going for it. And I, I like Gasparini a lot as a coach. So I think the league as a whole would benefit a lot from Atalanta joining those seven sisters in the mix. For me... They're 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 certainly in the mix uh, at, at at a minimum, and just just to throw in a few quick thoughts about the game, I think Atalanta as 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 always find a way to to adapt. They they can adapt their personnel. Gasparini, uh, he always has his this one on one high pressure system where he he really likes to have the game boiled down to one on one matchups, but he does it differently based on his opponent. He pressures certain people certain points um, in the other team's possessions uh, based on, you know, kind of what, what benefits his team and, and, and finding, finding different gaps based on the opponent. He does that better than anyone. And uh, I think as long as he's there, I'll, I'll always have faith in Atalanta to, to punch above their weight. I think losing Remo Freuler is, is a, is a big loss for them. I don't know if they can like make up for his, his fight and drive in the midfield. I like Darun. Um, I don't know if Coop Miners is going to be that kind of a player who can make up for what you lose with Remo Freuler, but um, it'll be interesting to see. And uh, Milan, for their part, I think it was uh, a little disappointing. They'll, they'll probably be disappointed, but Atalanta is a good team. This, the, the, these are points that you, you, you can take and, and put in the pocket and not be not be too upset about. Benacer was great. I think he's going to need to be great. Um, to kind of make up for that loss of Kessie Tonali seems like he's still kind of getting up to speed. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if, uh, if that partnership can, can really thrive as uh, as the full-time pairing in the, in the double, double pivot uh, for Milan. I, I do believe in Atalanta's ability to basically reload. They have one of the best academies in the country. The Zingonia is renowned as a great Academy, possibly the best Academy in Italy. So they may ha- they might have someone coming from the Primavera uh, that we've never heard of before that can kind of um, help them out. Uh, I think at this point in their journey, it's about Europe at a minimum, whether it's the conference or the Europa. Uh, just getting there, getting the the money that comes from that helps a lot, and they're still they're they're almost a big club but they have small club mentality where they still will sell players. If somebody like a Milan or Juve comes knocking, if they hold on to some of that talent, we could be talking about Atalanta for a while. 
Sure, they're 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 a team that does does a business because they have to do a business and they do a good business. Like like a Sassuolo, they'll 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 sell and then they'll go out and look for look for that talent and and so far um, have done really well. Like like Napoli, Napoli at a higher level uh, than than maybe those other two. Not way higher than Atalanta if you look at at, at recent results, but but still, I think those are the teams that that do the business they have to do, uh, but are always always replacing and, and replacing impressively. Yeah, so I we'll think they st- just. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I, I just to, I just kind of echo what Mike said. It, Atalanta have done good business. They seem to find those um, kind of needle in a haystack players and cash in on them. Whereas I, I think this is a good result for both teams. Uh, Milan was on the road and they got a point out of it, and Atalanta went up against a big boy and certainly went for it, um, but got a point out of it. So. Yeah, fair result. Fair result at the end. I think so. we'll kind of stick with the uh, the theme of kind of running through the the, the contenders uh, to to start us off. Juventus Sampdoria. Now this is one I don't think we need to spend too much time on. Juventus zero, Sampdoria zero. The game was more or less Allegri returning to form of being ultra conservative. He put in fucking. Rabio, well, what in in the world does Rabio have over Allegri that he continues to play football for this man? I don't get it. I don't get it. Do you have any insight? Any insight, Scott? I, I, no insight whatsoever. I know the fans are angry, though. Um, I didn't get to watch this one. I just kind of focused over the results. But, yeah, they, they're frustrated, and I'm kind of – kind of itching that it's just should I pick them as my <laughs> title yeah. contender <laughs> so I think what what I for for me I think they're going to be in the mix they're they're too talented not to be Locatelli's yeah. too good Vlaovic is too good I think they might already be showing like just how dependent they are on Di Maria which is crazy to say like he's a player who's, who's played for them one time but it already yeah. seems like without him no ideas. I think everyone just kind of kind of shrugged their shoulders. You know, I, I like Quadrado. I like what he's done in his career, but he's not going to be able to to replicate what you get from from Di Maria anymore. Um, Di Maria is just, just has has so much uh, so much class. So that's that's going to be tough for them to to make up for, and they're still waiting for um, Chiesa to come back too. When they have a, that, a healthy lineup, I think they just have too much talent. But at the moment, I don't know if they have what it takes to, to, to be flexible, uh, to, to find their way in so much so that I think there's fans crying in the background. <laughs> listening to this. I, I think that's it's Ariel. Just, just the thought of Allegri being, she wants so, to be where the people are. So boring. Just yeah. tear jerkingly boring. Yeah. Yeah. Bored to tears, bored to tears. You have any thoughts on Juventus, Mike? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, Juve is Juve. They're, they're going to be in the mix. Uh, I think we might see something similar to last year where they're fourth again. I don't see them winning the Scudetto by any stretch of imagination. Um, <laughs> they're, they're just uh, – they're furniture for the top four right now, which I guess is a good problem or a positive negative. Um, but I'm just not – I'm not convinced by them yet. I'll We'll revisit this, you know, a little bit later on, see if how wrong I am but I just don't see it. 
Yeah, no surprise. I just I so, just don't understand for the life of me what, what Rabio is doing in there. Even if you have some injury problems, put in Rovella, who was pretty good in the first matchup, put in Fajoli. Uh try something. I mean you had Zacharia on the on the bench, but yeah, he's he's not the answer, and that's that is no secret to almost everyone but Allegri. It just seemed really uneventful to me. I only cut the highlights, but I just can we talk about another game that I found really interesting? Yes. Tell us what you thought was interesting, Scott, please. I, you know, I, I watched a little bit of Bologna and Verona, and I know Mike thinks that Milan and Atalanta might have been the match of the week, but I really found this one very entertaining. Tons of chances the whole match. Uh, Casillas and his midfield creativity for the Bologna is just – it makes me wonder, are they going to finish? I know they're currently 12th, but are they going to be in that 10-12th range that Evan thought? Um, they just really – seem to come up with a lot of chances. Um, Amatovic up front, the Austrian, just he actually scored a goal in the 21st minute. Um, kind of a beautiful goal. Um, whereas Verona was more just, their chances were more a lot of crosses. Um, they certainly had their chances, but it was one of those things where it finished 1-1, but there were a lot of off the crossbar or uh, it seems like there was a chance every three minutes. You go back and look at the highlights, it's almost like they couldn't pack them all in. Uh, to that 10-minute little reel they do. Uh, I found it interesting that Verona's Thomas Henry, if I'm saying that right, in the 43rd minute, uh, even things up. He was actually a Venencia player last year. Um, and they That's signed right. him as a striker. Yeah. And I think, I, I think in France we call him Henri. Henri, yes. Yeah. I should be able to say Redner. But um, – <laughs> Verona, we didn't talk about this. They have one of the best names, and I might have to get this kit. Lasagna. Kevin Lasagna. What a oh great goodness. name. It's the all-time greatest. Oh, my God. He he actually was assisted, Thomas Andre, on that cross ball. But he, he played, he's a great player, but also you know, it's just a great name. Um, Ricardo Ossolini for uh, Bologna. He is very good as well. Um, he actually had a goal the in the 40th. Yeah, he got the red card for the high kick, but he also he had a goal in the 44th minute that they weighed back uh, slightly offside, but it was a beautiful goal. He notched up in the corner, but um, I, I I found it very entertaining. And if you get a chance to watch the highlights, I think you should. So, yeah, it it's an interesting matchup, and I'm I'm kind of happy to see Verona do do well. You know, they they've are they're a team that's undergone some changes. A lot of people are really down on them, putting them even, um, you know, in, in 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 the places that that might see them under threat. Uh, I, I think there are some standout teams that that look like they're going to be, you know, shoo-ins for relegation. You guys might disagree. So Verona is probably not not going to be that threatened. But yeah. I'm glad to see them do well. They've been pretty consistently, um, you know, nine nine ten for the last couple years in their in their current Serie A run. And I hope I hope it continues. Um, I think the lasagna Henri partnership is good enough to to get them goals. I mean, Simeone was really really important for them. That's a big loss, but I think they have two strikers that can each get them that hopefully make up make up for that for for that production without taking away uh, from you know what what they 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 did in the build up in in, in years past. I don't think you could judge them here. Oh, sorry, sorry, Mike, but I don't. I don't think you judge them off the first. They've got a tough fixtures uh, the first three or four, so we'll have to check back in. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. No, I was just going to bring up Henri's one of your uh, Venezia boys. 
Yeah, I, I said that. What do you what do you That's take right. care of a baby over there or what? Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'll cut this. No, it, it's all good. Uh, but I mean, Verona's got Atalanta this weekend, so I don't know if we're gonna be able to judge off that. But sure, sure, it'll be another tough one. Eh, yeah, but I mean, a couple weeks after that, they've got you know some of the bottom more of the bottom feeders, so we'll see how they fare in there. You know, currently they're seventeenth, but I have a soft spot for them as well because I think Mike as well. What uh, didn't you? Did the season with Verona? Did you read that book as well? Yeah, I did. I don't have any more. I lent, lent it out to uh, Whistler. But, yeah, um, I wouldn't say I have a soft spot for them. Uh, that, that book. Well, you feel like you have you know a little more of their history. But, yeah, no, I, I I say I'm knowledgeable about Verona, yeah. All right, let's 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 quick jump over to uh, Empoli Fiorentina. A little bit of a little bit of a derby match there. Uh, two teams from uh, in and around Firenze. Uh, this one saw uh, Fiorentina pretty dominant uh, in terms of shots, possession, kind of up and down uh, the the statistics there. But it ended uh, ended nil nil despite Empoli going down a man uh, about a third of the way through the match. So a big disappointment for them. Uh, obviously they're a team that has, you know, some ambitions of trying to make it into Europe, trying to, to knock on the door of the top the six or seven. Um, if they're going to, uh, if they're going to displace, you know, any of those top seven teams, they're, they're probably going to want to win matches like this. So uh, a big disappointment from them. As I said last week, I think they are just pretty chaotic. Like, <laughs> They're, what they play Napoli this weekend, correct? I I Let's really want to see. They I think they do it, in Florence. Right. I really they're going to show up and it's going to be a great match. And then they just you know have stink fests like this where zero zero and they can't finish one. I think this is how their season's going to go. Unfortunately, yeah, they look to sure. be a team. I, I think that's right. Like I, I don't think they're going to be super consistent. Uh, I, I like Vincenzo Italiano, the manager there, a lot. He's he's got a lot of admirers uh, for good reason. Uh, they had Jovic in again from the start. He played most of the match, and he was someone who we said last week that you know hopefully with with him maybe they can replicate some of uh, some of the success they had last year with Vlaovic, but uh, did didn't come off in this match. He he wasn't great. Uh, I was hoping to see him partner with Cabral, who was he was kind of the player they bought with the Vlaovic money initially halfway through last season. Uh, And I liked him as a player, but he wasn't getting them a lot of goals. So he wasn't necessarily like a striker solution for them. But I thought he might be a good partner with with Jovic. But he seems to be coming in off the bench um, for Jovic, at least early in the season. I'd like to see those two uh, play play together and see if they can get a little bit more offensively out of them. On the uh, Fiorentina side, I I think they're just still missing the big body that was Vlahovic. Uh, they they he, they played a certain way. They can't do it now. Um, I do like uh, Ikone on the right wing, who almost kind of mm-hmm. plays really as the striker. Uh, I was watching that game. I didn't look at the lineup, and I'm like, okay, Ikone is the striker. Um, but looking at the lineup, he's He's a right wing. Um, he's just a different profile than Vlahovic, obviously. I think, uh, you know, Vlahovic was that big body. Uh, he was very physical, big target to hit. Um, and Ikone is more, you know, speedy guy, very technical footwork. Uh, but he has the pace to get 
behind the lines enough to where once, you know, that link up really hits, uh, Fiorentina could see some goals. On Emp- on the side of Empoli, Destro is a is a vet. He's always going to be just that wily vet in the box who can put the goals in. Yeah, I was really I impressed with him Empoli. week one. Yeah, I don't have Empoli marked as a relegation candidate. I don't think they're even going to be in the fight. I think they're going to be in the Bologna model of halfway through the season, we're going to get bored watching them because we know they're safe and we know they're not going to make Europe. Yeah, Fiorentina, I think they have a good defense. I think they have, uh, you know, Milenkovic is really good in the center back. Uh, they bought, um, I think, I think Dodo is a, is a new player uh, as the right back for them. Mandragora is, is, is a good player. Um, Sofian Amrabat is a pretty good defensive midfielder. Uh, they have Golini uh, as their new new goalkeeper. I'm not sure if he's an upgrade. He, he did not do well as a backup uh, on Tottenham last year, but uh, they seem to think he is. So we'll, we'll, we'll see, but overall their defense looks pretty good. I think they're going to be a team that will not lose a lot of matches. I, I probably expect them to pick up a, pick up a lot of single points here and there. Yeah. So another match I watched was Sassuolo and Lecce. Sassuolo. We're going to pause for a quick Italian lesson. Let's try it again. God, I, I, you know, and they're one of my favorite teams and I cannot, we're going to be patient. Right. We're going to be patient with you, Scott. Okay. But you got to try it again. Sassuolo? Sassuolo. Do it this way. Hold on. Go say. Do it this yeah. way. Say sass. Yeah. Then like, whoa. And then low. Yep. There it is. Sassuolo. Boom. Sassuolo. Give me there a soundboard. Sassuolo. Uh, oh, yeah. Very good. <laughs> there it is. That's very good work. We're all very impressed. Yeah. Okay, work. let's not. Okay. Sassuolo Lecce. <laughs> let's not overdo it here. The crowd will die down. They'll die down. I, I watched this one while my uh, kiddos napped this weekend. And it big takeaway was Sassuolo. Sassuolo. There you go. Did that I do that right? Yeah. Uh, Berardi had maybe the goal of the year. That's the big thing to know in the 40th minute. He it was kind of a corner, popped up, and he volleyed it first time with his left foot from like 20 yards out, right into the corner, bottom corner. You got to check it out. And something I didn't realize about Berardi, just because he's creating a lot of chances, I didn't realize he scored 122 goals at that club. Yeah, he's impressive. I mean, he's he's near the top of the goal scoring and assist charts from from last year. He's uh, he's he's a really really impressive player. And as far as Lecce is concerned, you know, they're down 19th, but they, they had a couple chances, but they're more just, you know, the breaks or the counterattacks, uh, a couple long crosses. But Sassuolo, I think, is the real deal. I think they sit at 10th right now, but they could be fighting for Europe spot. I know they sold a lot, but hoping they can buy a couple more pieces and make a run at it. Yeah, Berardi, he just seems like a fellow who is content where he is. I don't think he's ever going to... Go he's anywhere. Like he he likes like where Bilotti. he is. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He, he's the 10 and the captain, right? So just the man. He's a man. Yep, he's the, he's the, he's the 10 now. Yeah, they have... Um, hands too. <laughs> he, oh, my goodness. Gotten that? Yeah, he was pretty pretty big scuffle. Well, Sassuolo is the team that lost to Modena in the Open Cup. 
or not open cup <laughs> in the Copa Italia. And then one of the fans said something to him after the game. And he was, it wasn't like a hold me back bro moment. Like he was actually trying to get after him. Yeah. That's kind of a, that's kind of a rivalry there too. So that, that's uh yeah, that made for an interesting, an interesting match. Well, let's uh, venture off onto a, a few others here. I'll lump these ones together and let you guys uh, talk about anything that you found interesting. Torino Lazio was nil-nil. Udinese Salernitana was nil-nil. Did we learn anything, see anything interesting from either of those matches? Uh, Udinese continues to have the greatest stadium in Syria, in my opinion. It's a beauty. Other than that, not really. <laughs> other, yeah. other than that, not really. Yeah, they had um they had Destiny Oroji back. He was uh busy getting a medical for his transfer to Tottenham last week, which was um kind of kind of BS that he had to miss, miss miss the match for that. Um but he he was back playing. Uh that was not enough to to give them a boost um to beat Salernitana. Uh for me, I think Salernitana have have done well. I really think Salernitana is has become streetwise. I see them as a team that's kind of learned what they have to do to get it done here, and uh, I, I think they're going to be a team that that's going to going to be surprising. I think they're going to surprise people. I think they're going to do okay. I think Bonazzoli is going to is going to come good for goals. I think Condreva gives them something that is is really important for a team like this, and even Fazio is it gives them something really important for a team like a team like them. So I'm really impressed with them. Uh, I thought they did uh, really well here. I haven't really got a chance to watch them much. Um, I'm interested to watch them this weekend when they play Sampdoria. Um, it's one of the matches I'm going to focus on. So, yeah, Salernitana has kind of made it through that initial phase of are we good enough? And for a lot of last season, they weren't good enough, but they did just enough to stay up. And usually, when you see teams make it past that first season, they kind of galvanize a little bit. They, you know, acquire veterans. Um, and they do enough to, you know, make a decent little stay in A. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have enough to stay up. I do have them as one of the teams I think is, you know, I don't think they're going to be dead last, but I do think they're going to probably go down. You have them going down? Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, what the hell? I just said I, I thought they were <laughs> Well, I, yeah, I do as well, but it's because I don't know much about them, which is why I'm going to watch them this weekend. It's fine. We don't have to have the same answers. Really. I also think yeah, Mike, the three promoted teams are staying up. Mike hated on my Juve pick, so. Yeah, they also have uh, the other thing, Salernitana, they, they have when they sold um, Ederson who was a, a real important player for them last year to uh, Atalanta. They swapped him for uh, a young uh, Italian international, uh, youth Italian international center back, Matteo Lovato, who seems to be like a, a really, really promising young player. He's not someone who I, I've seen. I think he only got a few matches for Atalanta. But uh, as a youth player, uh, he seems to be pretty highly rated. So we'll, we'll see when he starts getting the lineup. I'm not sure if it's injury that's keeping him out currently, but he's a player that just from what, what I'm read, what I've read, I am uh, interested in seeing. So how about the other match I mentioned? Torino Lazio zero zero. I spoke pretty pretty highly of Lazio's performance uh, after going a man down uh, to beat Bologna in week one. Um, it seems like they've they've come back with a clunker, and I think that's just that's what you got last year from Lazio. 
they looked like one of they were one of the most fun teams to watch at, at times. Um, but they they could hit a lot of clunkers, and uh, it, it looks like we're already seeing both sides of them this year. Lazio Merida. Yeah, I know you don't have anything nice to say about them. That's all I gotta say. What does uh, what does baby have to say about it? Uh, let me put it on my. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh. And she, oh, makes Roma. she makes a she good point. She does make a good point. Oh, those are first Immobile. words. Yeah, Immobile. He, <laughs> he he he's run, he's known. He's the Cabo Cabanero from from what seems like every season, and they have the yeah, firepower up front. But I think you guys mentioned this a lot last episode, where Milenkovic Savage is the one that's gonna make or break them. If he has a good season, they have a good season. If he has a bad season or he leaves, I can't see them being in any conversation for top four. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be the straw that stirs, stirs the drink for sure. Uh, Felipe Anderson has been disappointing for them, even in in, in the last match where, the, where they looked pretty good. He's a player who always shows his skill. I mean, he's, he's good for like two or three nutmegs per match, but he, he doesn't always make a difference. Um, and I, and he, he, was, he was poor in this match. Um, Lazzari was really good again. I think uh, he, he's kind of one of my under-the-radar players of the, the early season so far, uh, the right back for Lazio. Um, so he was kind of a, br- a bright spot for them. The defense was was good, but, uh, yeah, o- overall dis- disappointing disappointing result for them. Well, let's hop over to the last match. Mike, I, I saved this one for you. Do, do you know what it is? Or wait for this. It's Roma Cremonese. Come on. Y'all, y'all know me. I got I got the intro for it. Hold on. Oh, all right. The Roma Report. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Beautiful. <laughs> Dive in for us. All right. Well, I'll I'll say this. The last game was also one nothing. This one is one nothing. I'm not alarmed mm-hmm. by it. Coming into the season, everyone said, "All right, this is going to be the offense to watch." They got DiBala, Abraham, Zaniolo, Pellegrini. I'll take one nothing wins for three points. I don't give a shit if it's one goal, if it's seven goals, doesn't matter to me. Three points is three points. The negatives from this game, however is Zaniolo went down with yet another injury. At least it's not his knee this time. It's his shoulder dislocated, Mm -hmm. so he's only out for three weeks. But that means he misses the big match against Juve, which is their first real test. They had Cremonese um, this week, which is a tough team. They're they're not – I have them as one of, you know, the teams that might stay up. I said two out of the three. I didn't say which teams, but – They've they've been showing that they're not an easy outing. They're gonna be tough. The goals, however, yeah, did not they have, come they from have looked tough. It did not mm-hmm. come from Abraham. It didn't come from you know Pellegrini or Zaniolo. It came from Chris Smalling of all people. But I take that as a positive. The goals are coming from wherever they fucking come from, and that's fine with me. I don't think Roma's gonna win the the Scudetto. I think they're gonna be fourth place, third or fourth. Yeah, I think overall, 
just getting over the score lines, Roma's been quite good. I I think they're other other than goals, they they've pretty much come through with with the promise of of what what's been expected from them. Uh, they pretty thoroughly dominated the match. I mean, they had what was it? I'm pulling it up here. Twenty seven shots, twelve shots on target. Possession's 50-50, but that's that's how that's how Mourinho does it. Um, overall, I think it was everything they wanted, except for maybe a couple more goals. So, yeah, I'm I'm impressed. I'm disappointed um, that Zaniolo goes down, but uh, they have answers for that. Pellegrini can actually move into more of a natural spot for him anyway. They have center midfield options. Well, they're they're, they're also down one there um, with Genie Wijnaldum, um, but there's there's a couple others who can fill in. Who, who's who's your candidate to take that spot, Mike? Who comes into the starting lineup? For uh, Wijnaldum? Probably, assuming Pellegrini moves forward. Yeah, I would say I would put uh, Matic in that that one of those pivot roles. And then I would ask, I would bring up the Primavera kid, Bove. I would give him his chance to shine. Um, I like him a lot in what I've seen. And I, I just think it's, it's time for him. Um, with Matic in there, it covers the back three, which coming in, Everybody said, okay, we got all this firepower, but the defense is going to be leaky. It's been, you know, not the best, but as long as they keep, you know, clean sheets every time like they have, um, I think we'll be okay. I would like to see the new kid Bove in that double pivot with Matic. Interesting. Yeah, he's he's one I'm, I'm interested to see. So I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll be looking out for him. And it was also is good it? to see Radu after a nightmare have uh oh, yeah. ha- have a pretty good game so only to only let in one goal on uh 12 shots on goal 27 shots total good for him good for radu any other uh any other thoughts to wrap up our uh second match week here guys i don't think so just any any matches you guys are targeting this weekend oh yeah let me let me take a close look here i already wrote them down the big one is uve roma which i'm sure everyone's gonna watch um, but I, again, I want to f- kind of focus on some of these lower teams I haven't seen, like the Criminose and the Spezia. Uh, Spezia is playing Sassuolo <laughs> and Lecce Empoli. Um, just, just some matches like that I want to catch. But you got like Fiorentina versus Napoli, Juve Roma, uh, Verona, Atlanta. Those are all kind of the big matches that a regular fan will look at. But yeah, we'll look yeah, at them all. But is interesting for sure. Yeah, there are there are a few kind of top top of the table ish clashes. Lazio, Inter, Juve, Roma, like you said, Fiorentina, Napoli. But um, em- Empoli is a good pick. I- I'm curious to, to see Empoli this year. They're, they're a team I liked a lot last year, uh, so I might I might tune into that one as well. Like, what's catching your eye? I am on Saturday. I am looking at Modena and Ternana. I think that's going to be a good game. Obviously, I'll I'll check in on your Palermo boys against Ascoli. Palermo Ascoli, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one. Uh, Ascoli is they have some firepower up front. They've impressed me. Yeah, they've been pretty good. Uh, they lost a few players from last year and their coach, uh, but they they look every bit as good as they were last year. Ascoli, so um, they're they're definitely going to be the team that's in the fight for for the for for promotion. I think that game's going to be a shootout. I think we're looking at at least four goals. Um, but I would say I would take the upper end of that. I would say four plus for Palermo Ascoli. Um, and then also I'm looking at Pisa Genoa. Um, 
I want to see if Pisa can get going like I think they can. And also I want to see Genoa prove me right as, you know, they're the team that's going to go back up. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, to, to chatting Calcio with you guys again next week. And if there's nothing more, I'm going to say ciao. Hey, hey, hey.